Welcome to the very first Sports Bet Basketball Podcast. My name is Ed Wyatt. Thank you for listening or downloading. We'll be talking NBL and NBA today with the NBL season uh, tipping off this week. The NBA starting next week, so a lot to get through. Now, it's a pleasure to welcome my co-host in. Uh, He's an NBL champion, a German league champion. We won't be delving too deeply into that. He's an Olympian. He's played all around the world. And he's also, and this is the most prestigious thing of all in his career, I would say, the new sports bet basketball ambassador. It's Mark Worthington. Wertho, welcome. Thanks for having me. Good to see you. Yeah, it's been a while since we've uh, worked together. We did. We should dis- we should declare that off the top yeah. that we worked together at the South Dragons that championship year. You were the star. I was the communications manager that wouldn't let you go to press conferences and speak your mind. You were the right to censor. And I you was censored pretty much everything that I said. So I was the censor. I felt bad about that, but I, I, I had to make you look good. That was part of my job. Now I don't have to censor you. No, and it's going to be good because uh, we've got a fair bit to talk about, not only today, but this year. We do. You know, I think basketball is definitely heating up and heading in the right direction for Australian basketball. Uh, due to what the NBA guys are doing. And there's a lot to talk about and a few bold predictions, I think, uh, going each way. Yeah, certainly is. The NBL, of course, is, uh, as we know, has uh, gone great guns and we're very proud to be a partner now here at Sportsbet. Very excited about that. And that's probably a good time to mention you can sign up to the Sportsbet NBL Fantasy Comp. Just go to nbl.com.au and sign up there. We'll talk a little NBL off the top. Then we'll bring in Adam Cox, who's our uh, NBA trader, and get into some NBL. NBA talk because I know obviously people out there are are, are interested in the NBA uh, as much as they are in the NBL. Things started off last night with a doubleheader, uh, were though, and surprisingly, uh, both road underdogs won. Brisbane went into New Zealand, beat the Breakers 86-73, and Perth uh, went to Adelaide and beat the highly fancied 36ers 99-91. A couple of, couple of upsets right off the top. Yeah, it was the first time since 2008 that both the road teams had won uh, to start off the season, which was huge. I don't think anyone thought that Brisbane could go to New Zealand and do what they did and it was off the back of great three-point shooting. I think they shot 48% from the three-point line that game and then, you know, people write off Perth every year. I'm one of them. I don't think they're going to make the finals this year but they walk into Adelaide. (laughs) They do what they have to do. Bryce Cotton, Tariko White shows up finally. And they get a really big win and a big scalp to start off the season. Uh, you know how, who else was big was uh, Nikkei. 18 points, 8 of 11 from the field. He was uh, tremendous. Well, he had to be. I mean, Angus Brandt had missed so much of the preseason with yeah. that ankle injury with the, the Boomers team. And Nick Kay's had to shoulder a lot of the workload for the bigs. Uh, and he's, you know, a former Metro State guy. Uh, I've got to say that for every Metro State player that's in Do the that. NBL. I'm proud of that. I know. Proud, that's good. Very, very you should proud. be. Um, but, you know, obviously he was one of the highly recruited players this offseason and Perth got him along with his mate Nick Kay and uh, with Mitch Norton and, uh, you know, he made 
uh, instant impact today or it, last night. It's a very deep team, and that's one thing we uh, forget about. And they do have that sort of wildcat pride thing, you know, that they've sort of that playing wildcat ball, you know, they keep referring to that kind of stuff. I think that there is a culture there of winning, you know. They've made the postseason, what, 32 consecutive seasons 32. or something. Yeah, that's pretty remarkable. So that's going to get you over uh, some of those humps. Yeah, they, they keep preaching wildcat basketball, and I, I sort of threw it out there on Twitter, <laughs> like – Obviously, they've been worded up by their yep. uh, media guy to use Wildcat basketball, <laughs> and I was uh, quickly reminded it's all about the culture there at the Wildcats, and uh, obviously a fantastic culture that they've had for a long period of time. On the flip side, Adelaide, uh, I read a lot of people's preseason predictions, and and the Sixers were, were one or two in pretty much everyone's uh, uh, top eight or or, or, or top four. Um, Sobe struggled last night, coming off the great game at Utah. Uh, I think he was, what, 0 for 5 from uh, 3, only went for uh, 16. Well, he ended up with 20 points, 20. but 6 of 16. 16. Yeah. yeah. And I think there was a little bit of a letdown. We talked about the culture of Perth. Obviously, they had a bigger Travis schedule than the Adelaide 36ers, but Adelaide is a really young team. And mm. when you do as well as what they had done uh, against Utah, you know, for three quarters they were right there with Utah and played really well. Sobe, you know, obviously his name gets thrown into NBA conversation all yeah. of a sudden. There's going to have be that letdown when you come back. And they didn't look like they wanted it as much as what Perth did last night. That was a, a veteran group, a hardened group that had – you know, been through some stuff together yep. and they, they galvanised together from that trip, obviously, and came in to get that much-needed first victory. Jacob Wiley, a guy to keep an eye on, he was a real energy guy last night, an unbelievable backstory. If you haven't read it, just Google his name, Jacob Wiley. There's a story about how he grew up, the hardships he had with his family. He ended up at three universities, playing three sports. He quit basketball, played football, ran track, then came back to basketball. But uh, he has a lot of ability. He showed me a last night. I think once he gets into the system, he's going to be a good player. Yeah, well, I, I put him as my early preseason favourite for MVP. I there think you go. It was, it was a smoky. He, he brings a lot of energy yeah. to the table. He took some time to get into the game uh, last yep. night. You know, that first quarter, Joey sat him early and just I think he played three minutes in the first quarter just to settle his nerves. He looked yeah. like he was a bundle of nerves out there. But after he got settled, you can see that energy that they had from Mitch Creek last year and they obviously miss, Jacob Wiley does bring that in spades. He is an energy guy. He will get up the rebounds. He'll bring the crowd into it, and he did that last night to rally them because they were down 16 at one stage last night and got back in front in the fourth quarter, but then Bryce Cotton yeah. <laughs> did what Bryce Cotton does and went on a little 11-0 run to himself to put the Wildcats over the line. Yeah, it's nice to have that guy there, isn't it? This is the uh, very first Sportsbet basketball podcast, Ed Wyatt, and Mark Worthington, who's the new Sportsbet basketball ambassador, Adam Cox, who's the trader of NBA, and he'll be joining us in a little bit. Before we go into the rest of the games, just a couple of storylines from the NBA I wanted to get your thoughts on. Uh, Bogut was sort of been touted as the big off-season signing, which obviously he is. Great to have a guy like that back in the league. Uh, he's an interesting character. He speaks his mind. He gets into Twitter battles with people about politics and things like that that. What's your thought on having the big fella back? How well do you know him? Have you had a pretty well, decent relationship with him? We were teammates together yeah. at the Olympics. Yeah. I think Bogut is without a doubt the biggest signing in NBL history. Yeah. Like we, you couldn't get any bigger than that at this stage. Uh, 
what he will bring is not only stuff on the court but stuff off the court. They're obviously picking his brain a lot of how yeah. to handle things off. You, you, you've been a part of a organisation of the Warriors. Yeah. You, you obviously want to mimic that. That is the benchmark yeah. of basketball for the last five years. Well, probably the last ten years realistically. Yeah. You, you've, he's seen it. He's been a part of it. He was a big piece of it. Uh, and so they're, they're trying to mimic that at the moment. He'll bring that uh, work ethic He's teaching the young guys because they have a very, very young bench. Uh, they obviously have an outstanding starting five, but they have a young bench that is really impressionable. And what he'll be able to bring is uh, he'll be able to show them the right way to handle business yeah. on and off the court. And, you know, that's pretty evident in how well they did against the Clippers to start off the season. He was a huge presence in that game and almost knocked off the Clippers. I saw him on, a, on the project the other night and he was talking about how he's bought tickets. He's bought season tickets for a group of fans sort of under the basket to harass the other team, which just that alone is is something we haven't seen here in the NBL. Yeah, well, he used to do it in Milwaukee yeah. with the, it was the Squad 6, I think it was called. And, uh, you know, he used to buy tickets and have a whole section at the NBA game just so they could get into the opposition. It's fantastic. Yeah, it's a really good thing. And I think the fact that, look, you're not going to be able to muzzle him. We talked about me muzzling you going yep. to press conferences. Whoever's doing the media in Sydney is not going to have a chance at muzzling yeah, Andrew poor, Bogan. Poor Ash Stewart, <laughs> yeah, who just it. moved yeah. from Melbourne yeah, United right. to Premiers and uh, <laughs> going to Sydney. She's going to have a – I think Ash will just let him be. You have to. Yeah. Uh, I think the one thing that Bogues does is he transcends basketball. He yep. gets a lot of people talking about basketball and and like you said, he gets into politics and all yeah. that sort of stuff. You sort of just got to let him be. I agree. He, he can handle himself. He can deal with – he's dealt with everything on social media, the trolls and all that, and he's great at giving it mm. back. Yeah. Um, like I said, he's bringing a whole new audience into the NBL. Um, not to get too Kings heavy here, but I think that is one of the main talking points, and, and they are uh, favorites. We'll talk to Coxie in a minute about the the, the markets. But Andrew Gaze, there's been – and we, we don't, we'll, we'll spend more time on Gaze as we go on during, during the, the season – but he's struggled at times as a coach. He's brought in Paul Ruse. Paul Ruse is running a uh, – the, the Swans premiership coach is running one of those leadership teams now. He's come in to work with him. I noticed he was sitting behind him in the Hawaii game. Uh, Roy Ward wrote a piece in The Age about it. Um, that's an interesting thing to, to bring in somebody outside the uh, – I know Ruse had a little basketball history, but to bring him in to work with Andrew, what do you think about that? Uh, I think it's great for Andrew, and I think it, it gives him another reference point. Uh, his assistant's Leonard Copeland, obviously an ex-teammate. Yeah. Uh, Luke Kendall, great friend of mine, um, but haven't had a whole lot of coaching experience overall. Not to say that they're bad at what they do, but they just haven't had the experience. Now you bring someone that's going to look at it totally different to anything. You look at uh, Damien Hardwick in football. He went and studied Brian Gorgian before he became a head coach and stayed with him for three weeks just to have a different perspective on how football might be played and yep. convert the basketball to the football as everyone talks about Pendlebury now and what he does as an ex-basketballer. Um, so having him there it sort of sounds like he went for the old Ray McLean leading teams mm. uh, spiel down in Terrigal, you know, sit in front of the group. The group tells you what they don't like about you, some hard <laughs> truths. 
You got to get over Hard it. Truth. Yeah. yeah. You got to get over it and try and fix yourself, all that sort of stuff. We're going to do that here, by the way, yeah. just so you know. We have that, that sports bet on this podcast. After this podcast, we'll get together, bring Coxie in, we'll get some hard truths, you yeah. and me. Yeah. Well, I can't, you can't <laughs> fix my face, mate, unfortunately. And that's, that's why it's that's a podcast, my friend. Exactly, exactly. So, no, uh, I think it's great for the league to have someone like Paul Roos and yep. uh, his prestige as, as an AFL coach. Uh, putting his fingerprints on the Sydney Kings right now. One last one before we get into the last few games here. Um, anything you like, don't like team-wise coming into this, anyone you're bullish on, anyone you're kind of eh, sceptical of? Well, I was all guns blazing on New Zealand breakers. <laughs> so was I. I was too. I, I still really, really like their roster. I think they've got a really nice depth to their roster. I think their imports are nice pieces. The biggest question with New Zealand is Shay Yelly as the point guard. Yeah. Is he capable of leading this team to a championship? Right. Corey Webster, obviously an elite scorer and player in the NBL. Uh, long, Good very big board, man. Yeah. great big man. Yep. Be able to hold Bogut with the block shots, look after the boards and all that. And then Ty Wesley, obviously his championship run with Melbourne United going back to New Zealand is a great person to just roll the ball into the post and let the big fella play. Sure. Who I don't like, well, I didn't like Brisbane and they just beat New Zealand. (laughs) But they've got all the fringe boomers. I think, you know, Cam Bairstow is a huge part of that team. He's missed almost two years of basketball Mm. with his injury. That almost ended his career. We're talking about an ex-NBA guy that came back, horrific ACL injury. You know, that's taken a lot of time. And he blew up big time in the preseason games. You know, I thought he'd, his fitness after two years might be a little bit better than what it was. But he had a solid game last night. Illawarra worries me. Yeah. They've got two ex-MVPs and they've got a starting five that doesn't shoot the ball a whole lot. In basketball's changed a lot. It's gone to three-point shooting. Cedric Jackson's not a three-point no. shooting. George Jett. No. Self-proclaimed MVP this season. Not a three-point shooter, 28% on his career. Brian Conklin, not a three-point shooter. AJ Ogilvie, not a three-point shooter. So the only shooter you've got is Todd Blanchfield at the moment in the starting five. Yeah, yeah, that is a worry. I don't know how spacing. I'll never count out Rob Beveridge because he's been a great coach for a long period of time and he gets his players to play for him. The other one is the Cairns Taipans. I think you can group these three in the bottom three. Brisbane, Cairns, Illawarra. Cairns have sort of gone around and picked up the missing the pieces from other teams. They're almost like the movie The Replacements. <laughs> They've got great imports, pieces. I think Trimble, Newble, Hall, I think they'll be okay. I, do, I think we're expecting too much of Devon Hall at the moment. That's my thoughts. But they're supporting pieces. They've got three-point shooters galore. Rob Lowe from New Zealand, three-point shooter. Absolutely. Alex Loudon. Being a career three-point yeah, shooter. Too. Great contributor. Yeah. Dexter Koenigs-Drew, three-point shooter. And then you put Trimble, Newball and Hall. It's a pretty good five. Yeah. They can stroke it from a three. Okay. Yeah. How healthy is Nate Jarwai? Yeah. The biggest question. He plays his 100th game uh, tomorrow night. It's taken him 11 years <laughs> to is get to right? 100 games. Wow. Uh, I mean, he's obviously gone and done other stuff, but 100 NBL games. 11 years from when he started. Wow. The big fella's missed a lot of time. <laughs> Obviously, if he's healthy, oh, the Taipans look a whole lot best. better. He is sensational. But without him, they look a little thin in the middle. 
All right. Well, let's look through the last uh, five games here before we start getting into the uh, NBA. Uh, Illawarra hosting Melbourne United on uh, uh, tonight. We're taping this on Friday. Illawarra 292, Melbourne United defending champs 141. Bloodbath. Yeah. Melbourne's going to destroy them. Yep. Yeah, kind of my thinking as well. Saturday uh, afternoon game. This is Andrew Bogut regular season debut. Uh, this game also uh, games all live on Fox Sports. Of course, this one also on Nine Go. Uh, Sydney Kings dollar thirty three. Adelaide thirty sixers three twenty five. Coming off that loss, interesting. Yeah, mm. I, I mean this could be the smoky of the round. I think Sydney will win, but if you want value. Adelaide's pace could give them trouble yep. because they love getting up and down the floor. And, uh, you know, if, if Sydney aren't ready for the track meet, they could go very, very quickly. Saturday night game, you mentioned this one, Brisbane Bullets, Cairns, Taipans, Brisbane, dollar fifty-seven Cairns, two thirty-seven. Good value Cairns, yeah? Absolutely. I mm. mean, Brisbane shot the ball super well against New Zealand. They'll have to replicate that against the Taipans. Taipans, obviously, the first time that they've got this group all together, uh, finally, uh, I really like Mike Kelly. He's one of the nice guys in the mm. league. I want him to do well yep. as the head coach of the Taipans. Uh, I've got Cairns winning this one, but it, it could go either way. This yep. is a flip of a coin. Two games on Sunday, afternoon game again on uh, nine go as well as Fox Sports. Melbourne United, uh, their uh, title defence kicks off at home uh, in the afternoon against New Zealand Breakers. United dollar thirty three. Breakers three twenty five. Breakers have always given United trouble. Yeah, haven't they? Or uh, uh, more trouble than other teams? And I think the other thing that we got to take into account—they're doing the whole banner raising. Mm. The emotion is going to be there, you know. And obviously, New Zealand have got a few guys that were on that team uh, as well in Ty Wesley and Majuk Majuk. So, I think Melbourne will win, and it sort of leaves New Zealand in a really unexpected place of being 0-2 potentially yeah. at the end of this round with yep. such a highly talented roster. That's a really good point. By the way, we never had that South Dragons banner raising, did we? It's still coming. <laughs> yeah, the team folded. When yeah. the title team folds, so no, no chance to unveil. One of these years. Final game over in Perth. Wildcats home to face Illawarra. Uh, Illawarra's second game of the round after after the Friday night game. Perth dollar thirty. Illawarra three forty. It's gonna be a tough ask for the Hawks. Yeah, and they typically don't play well in Perth. I think they've won once in the last. I'm not sure if it's 18 games or it might be a lot more than that, but they typically don't play well. AJ Ogilvie typically doesn't play well. Mm. And let's be honest, AJ Ogilvie needs to have a massive year. He does, doesn't he? Um, yeah. He looked disinterested last year or uninterested, whichever is the correct word. They said that he had injuries. Right. Um, but, yeah, I think this year, obviously with so many prominent big men back, you know, he might – he might be lost in the shuffle mm. a little bit, but he has the ability to be a great player in this league. I think it's the interest part that will uh, – they've been talking him up, though. Rob Beveridge has been talking right. him up. I don't know if he's we'll see. whispering in his ear, <laughs> you need to do something, yeah. but they've been talking him up. Well, another man we'll be hearing on this uh, podcast is Sportsbet's NBA trader. He spends his days in front of the computer, in front of the monitor, watching as much NBA as he can, crunching as many numbers as he can. It's Adam Cox. Coxie, it's been a long off season. Good to see you again. How good are to you? See you guys. I'm good. Thank you. Very good. It's Welcome aboard. Way too long off season. I'm ready to go. Though. Yeah, I know you are. You've been chomping the bit for the last month or so. Before we jump into the NBA, uh, any 
markets at all you can and tell us about with the NBL, just anything of interest or, or something that might catch our fancy out there? I'll tell you what I am interested in is the boys are running a price freeze on your outright. Uh, so we won't move the outright prices during the NBL rounds. Right. Um, so if you like Melbourne tonight, you know, they destroy Illawarra, you like them for the championship and you watch Sydney and think, oh, maybe they're not as good as we think. That price of three twenty-five for the outright right now. That'll stay there until Tuesday around lunchtime. Nice. Okay. Yeah, so I think we'll be doing that for the first maybe four or five weeks, and we'll we'll uh, reevaluate what's going on there. Okay. Very good. All right. Well, I appreciate you bringing that in. But look, NBA is your thing. This That's is. what you love. I try to get you interested in the NFL. Doesn't really work. No. Nah. It's all about the NBA, the association. Now, NFL is a placeholder for the NBA. <laughs> <laughs> we will have more time to dive into the NBA as this goes on. This is sort of our very first podcast. We don't want – we'd love to, but we can't spend hours talking about it just because people on the we train – We could Oh, I know we could, but people listening might just go, right, I need a break at this point. Let's talk a few storylines uh, before we mention a few odds, and we'll get into that a little bit more next week. Let's start with the Warriors. Can yep. they do it again? Yes. <laughs> uh, that's what I, I think, I'd too. love to say no, but, um, I mean – there's teams in the West that are really good. Like I really like Utah. The Rockets were so close last year. I don't, you know, I don't love what they did in the off season, losing Reza and Mbamute and bringing yep. in Mellow mm. and Old Mellow. Um, but I mean, you, can can anyone else see the Warriors getting beat in seven games? Well, the like, question is who beats them. Yeah, yeah isn't it? That's the question. My biggest question is if Boogie Cousins goes off his tree. Yep. Followed by Draymond Green. You know Kevin Durant loves a bandwagon, so he'll jump yeah. on it too. Yeah. <laughs> like they could implode and finals brings pressure. Yep. Uh, Boogie hasn't done anything yet yeah. as a finals player. It's a really he, good he point. Has, he hasn't done anything yet. I worry, and Steve Kerr sort of made fun of it, you know, I've been practising for this moment for years with Draymond, but do they, will, will their chemistry still be the same? Because now you've got a flamboyant centre that they haven't had. Bogut wasn't a flamboyant center when he no. played for him. Well, JaVale um, McGee was flamboyant, but he wasn't no, really he wasn't, a full-time yeah, center. <laughs> he, wasn't, he was eye-catching for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. The, I, I didn't really love them getting Boogie Cousins, if I'm totally honest. Mm. I don't know if it made them better because I just think it, it brings issues that are not seen to the – to the non-basketball eye. What about Mello? You mentioned uh, Coxie that you're not sure about him at yeah. Houston. You played against him. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he's truly one of the best international basketball players that the U.S. has ever produced. But it just hasn't worked on the in the NBL of late, has it? Or the NBA, for that matter. Oh, sorry. The NBA. <laughs> well, yeah. If we could get him to the NBL, that he, would be good. That's the only it? chance he might get to win the championship if <laughs> yeah. he comes to that's the a NBL. Good point. Um, <laughs> We're no, starting the movement yeah, now. Yeah. Um, look. Obviously, he caused troubles last year in OKC. There was a obvious divide between Russ, PG-13, and Mello. Mm. Now, Houston have taken out their parts of Ariza and Luke. Obviously, they bought defensive side of things. Everyone and their dog knows that Mello isn't playing defense. Yeah. Mm. He's not playing defense. He's trying to be hoodie Mello. He's yeah. trying to shoot threes on a team that already shoots a lot of threes. At what point does he lose interest because he's not getting enough shots? Mm. Because everyone has the green light on that team. And if they decide not to pass to him because Harden goes one-on-one, you know? Yeah. Eric Gordon goes one-on-one and just shoots a lot of shots. I don't I don't know if that really 
is the right fit for him. So the Warriors are obviously the favourites to win the title. Yep. Who else is in there? Is there any value uh, of anyone? I mean, obviously somebody's going to have to get through them, whether it's in the Western Finals or in the NBA Finals. Yeah. Who do we think is their best shot at maybe that happening? Or who do the who do the traders, the geniuses on the <laughs> trading floor, what do they think? I mean, it's hard to be a genius with the, you know, the Warriors <laughs> know, just running the table. But um, I, personally, I really like the Raptors. Um, I like what they've done. I think it's going to be tough, you know, Kawhi coming into a new team. It's hard to get that right in your first season. But, I mean, they're so deep. They can switch everything. Um, Boston, I still... They don't have to get past LeBron. They don't have to get past LeBron, which has been... Well, that, I don't know if that's a DeRozan thing or a Raptors thing. but um, True. Boston, I'd, I don't know. They might still be a year off. But I think, you know, your East Finals, you're looking at a Boston Raptors series. I'm not as big on Philly as everybody else is. Um, and then I, I still think Houston... We'll make the Western Conference Finals, but I just, you know, I just can't see Golden State losing in, in seven games. Even if Boogie does implode a little bit, I still think they're just so talented as they can overcome it. Um, but you know, I'd love to see Houston play Utah in that in that semifinal in the West. Mm-hmm. You know, see who can win that game. I think that'll be a really tight series. Um, but yeah, I think in a value to in a betting standpoint, if you're looking for value, you know, the Raptors in the East, I think. 19 you know, bucks to win the uh, yeah, championship. Yeah, to win the championship. Um, I think they're a good shot to win the East if you don't think they can beat the Warriors. Yep. You know, if you're looking for some value in the outrights, that's probably right. Yeah, it's a good there. point probably to win the Eastern Conference. Now, you mentioned the Sixers. You're not that high on them. That's, of course, a team that everyone uh, focused on last year. Ben Simmons' yep. jersey selling out, yep. um, you know, all that kind of stuff. Uh, Embiid with his fine work on social media. Uh, <laughs> Fultz apparently, you know, being rehabilitated and coming back. Why do you say you don't like them? Uh, what, what's your thought there? What do you or don't you like in terms of a wager and, and what do you not like just overall with that team? I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong. I think they're a really good team. I just yeah. think, you know, you've got your Boston and Raptors, you know, just the amount of depth they've got, you know, their defense is so long. They're so, uh, Toronto especially, so deep on the wings. Actually, Boston are too. I just think Philly, you know, they made that run with Bellinelli and Ilyasova and they had that bench firepower from three. Yep. You know, and, and they're really young with Fultz coming into that starting five. Like they had the best starting five. That was the best five in the NBA last year with JJ Redick in there. You know, it's a risk to change it, bringing Fultz in now. Um, I think, you know, they'll be third or fourth in the East. I think they're a really good team, but I just think that, you know, the Boston Toronto are just that one step above. Any Simmons markets or anything like that to, to be across? We're or? getting his props up uh, okay. as we speak Great. For, for the Great. day one. We think we're probably – he's going to be around 16.5 points for – for this game against Boston. He has struggled versus Boston in the past. I think his lowest points average was against the Celtics. Um, you know, but in the season, projection-wise, he's looking probably 17 points, you know, eight rebounds, eight assists. So he's going to have a really good year. Those triple-double markets will probably be a thing a lot of people jumped on last year yeah. as well. I was going to say, Boston gave him trouble because they shrunk the floor so much and yeah. they made it really, really difficult. Taking out those shooters out of Philly yeah. just mm-hmm. creates more of a headache. And then Boston also bring back Kyrie Irving, mm-hmm. Gordon, Gordon Hayward, Hayward. Yep. to a team that came so close to getting it last year. Uh, you know, what's, what's Boston paying to win the East and to win overall? 
Uh, they are seven fifty for the championship. Yep. And the East, they're pretty short fabs. They are dollar ninety one. And the wraps are four twenty. Same with Philly, four twenty. There we go. Yeah, I think obviously it's just a matter of how the chemistry works with them because the the talent is certainly there. This is the Sports Bet Basketball Podcast. Uh, Ed Wyatt, Mark Worthington, and Adam Cox. Just a little bit more time. We're going to get into this deeper as the season goes on. A couple more things I want to hit on with the NBA. LeBron. We've seen. He's in a Lakers uniform. He looks great. <laughs> Same old LeBron. We're hearing things like everyone loves him. He's changed the media landscape in Los Angeles. How do you think it's going to play out? Do you want to take this one? Because we're, we're kind of in a grants on the Lakers here. But, uh, what do you think? Were they? Fool's gold. Right. The Lakers are not going to be that good that, okay. this year. All um, right. Uh, I said that they'll probably get 47 wins around that mark. Uh do you know what the over-unders set out with them? Yeah, it was – we saw some money on the overs early. I've just got it here. Sorry. They're 48 and, 48 and a half wins. Which okay. Is, so you're saying 47. For. Yeah. Right. Okay. Um, LeBron is a great player. Thank you. Can I quote that and clip, <laughs> yeah. clip that up? Okay. That's well, our that, Twitter. That's our, that's our headline. <laughs> that's our social media LeBron is, like. Le, LeBron is a good pl- basketball player. <laughs> and again, you have played against him. Did you yes. guard him, by the way? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. I remember that photo of you with him. A couple times. Yeah. That's that's more stories for another day. <laughs> yeah, we'll get into um, that at some point. But the thing is, and we spoke about this earlier, LeBron played every game last year. Mm. LeBron's a year older. He's not going to play every game this year. And if you take him out of that lineup, they're pretty thin. Yeah. <laughs> like Ingram, I think, will take the next step, but he's only taking the next step because of the guy next to him is taking a lot of the workload. Yep. Lonzo Ball. Haven't heard much from LeVar lately. No. Been pretty quiet. But Lonzo bulked up. Apparently he's got a better jump shot. He airballed one by a long, long way. Held the follow-through on yeah, it. Yeah, held, held, held the follow-through, though. So, But they obviously brought in pieces, Lance Stevenson, JaVale McGee. They're all one-year players yeah. because they're creating room for next year yep. to try and bring in another free agent. But this year, don't, yeah. don't, don't get sucked in. Like, LeBron's a hell of a player, yeah. but he's not God, yeah. and he's not going to change him that much. Yeah. It is definitely a build for the future, without a doubt. Interesting, those stories about uh, LeBron's relationship with LeVar Ball, like, you know, maybe a quiet word like, hey, just kind of keep it keep it quiet. <laughs> LeVar, we don't need you around here, which if anyone could do that. I actually forgot about LeVar Ball. Jordan or LeVar, hasn't said a word. Him, yeah. So there is some conspiracy theories that he's been – either told or, you know, put some money in his pocket to just stay away, pops. Uh, last one, Jimmy Butler. Oh, what a bizarre this. situation. I love this story. It's my a, favorite story of the offseason. It's a crazy it's story, amazing. isn't it? So give us a quick, what gets your take on it? From, from what I know, uh, he wasn't happy. He's not happy with Towns and Wiggins. You know, right. they have a reputation of not being great workers. Yep. Um, you know, not great defensively, obviously, which is, you know, the Timbers have been underachieving for the last couple of years with these two guys in. Everyone thought they were going to take a big step. Yep. They haven't. Um, and they just, yeah, the tension built up in the locker room. Wiggins probably wasn't happy, you know, with the shots he was getting. And from all reports, Butler's been a holdout. He came into training yesterday or the day before and apparently thrashed the starters with the end of the bench, which was uh, very interesting to see. And he was really unhappy. He wanted a trade and they were, they were it was all but done to the heat from what the media told us and then it fell through and he went nuts. So, so this is the timeline. 
at the end of the season, he requested a trade yes. at the end of the season. Yep. Uh, Thibs meets with him on September 24th and tries to convince him to stay. Yeah. October 7th, the potential trade with the Heat falls apart. On October 10th, he comes back with the third stringers and kicks everyone's ass at a training <laughs> I, session. I, I do like that and, story. And and has words with the GM. Says, you need me. You effing need me. You yeah. effing need me, yeah. Scott. You can't win without me during this scrimmage. <laughs> Probably true. And then t- today, the latest... They don't have a practice session trying to cover it up. He obviously went on ESPN last night with Rachel Nichols yep. and has the interview and blurts out a lot of stuff <laughs> and says that he has a Timbles only, the players only meeting, which Jeff Teague has now come out and said, no, nah, that didn't happen. Jeez. So, wow. The, the Timberwolves are in trouble. Yeah, it's just a rabble. Like, they've got to move him, right? Surely he um, can't. Somehow they've got to move him. You have don't to they? try and move him. Yeah. You know, the thing, you know, it's. It's kind of making Towns and Wiggins look bad, but the thing with Butler, he's saying he's all about winning, he's all about winning. Like two of the teams he requested a trade to were the Knicks and the Nets. <laughs> like, you know, are you all Very about good winning point. In, in, that, in that circumstance? But, yeah. You know, they're in trouble. I, I really don't like them this season. You know, you can't have all this going on at this stage no. of the year and, and, and try to be successful yeah. in a loaded West. No. I think the other thing is is Carl anthony Towns, as talented as what he is, mm. he is known as the biggest diva in the yeah, NBA. Right. He is high maintenance. Mm. He's not hard working. Yeah. And he he annoys a lot of people, agents included. Right. I think we've had two turnovers of agents since yep. he's been in the league. Um he's a high maintenance guy. They've just Minnesota's just gone all in with him, by the way, as well, with his new contract. Yeah, They've done true. a five year hundred and thirty somewhere around there. It was there. around that mark, yeah. Yeah. So they've gone all in with a diva. I don't think that holds well for the future of the Timberwolves. I think they're in big trouble for a long period to come. And it affects so much. Like they're not going to be able to – guys aren't going to want to go there. Yeah, that's it's right. already in Minnesota. Exactly. So, you yeah. Know. Unless you played for the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. 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 And then you yeah, want exactly. to go. No, that is the, true. The, You're the right. It's not a high-profile team. It's in a cold winter area. Got yeah. the Mall of America. doesn't have a lot of success. It does have the Mall of America. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Um, we should probably wrap this thing up. Uh, NBA starts next Wednesday, of course. Sixers and Celtics and Warriors and Thunder, I think, is the other one, which Correct. will be fascinating. We'll have more on that when we uh, get back together next week. But for the moment, Coxie, thanks for joining us. No, no dramas. You need to get back and crunch some more numbers. Adam Cox, a sports bet trader. Mark Worthington, uh, New sports bet basketball ambassador. Great to see you. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks, Ed. Really good. Uh, my name is Ed Wyatt. Make sure you subscribe and, of course, keep across the NBL. NBL.com.au, uh, live on Fox Sports and also 9Go on the weekends. And keep an eye on the sports bet Twitter and Instagram feeds and our Facebook page. And, of course, always gamble response.